We are valuable people. We're not numbers. We're not entries into someone's ledger. We could never be replaced with AI or with anything else. We are incredibly unique. Our consciousness is nothing that can be bought or sold. We see each other. Who is anybody kidding? The purpose of this show is to give you some encouragement to start your day and to help you get on solid ground because your value is recognized here. If you're a small business owner, a wage worker, or someone trying hard to make it in these challenging times, you're a hero. You are the heroes and the heroines of this show's story. Regardless of your politics or your religious beliefs, your traditions or your tribes, you are the value in this economy. I see you. Everybody sees you. In a world of destruction and degradation, the world should see you for the value that you create. If you're working a job and you have to live in a shelter or in a car, this podcast is dedicated to you. You are seen and you are not alone here. Different people do different things when they wake up. I smell the inside of my nose and I hold onto the bed to make sure I'm really here because I can barely believe it. Then I step outside and make sure the stars are still where they usually are. It's a moment of quiet, anxious wonderment every morning. I suppose one might say I'm an empiricist. Things are what they are. And that's a pretty scary idea for a lot of people. Smell the inside of your nose. Do it right now. I'm Commercial Herschel and I am here to help. Today um, I want to talk about uh, an, the visage that we engage engages us. This is from a post I put on Substack some time ago. Was let's see, October eighth of of last year, and it's part two of a series I did called "The Juicy King of Juicy Kings," where I'm doing this series that is about basically propaganda and how television affects us. And I really like to think about the subconscious mind and how all of that works. And I've done a lot of reading about that, like a lot of people have. And I have my thoughts about that. But I've learned some things about how things get put together in our minds based on what we watch. And regardless of how mindful we are of it, we engage very deeply with everything we look at, deeper than we might know. Our brains are constantly absorbing things. I think it was just the second episode I did where I talked about the subconscious mind and subconscious problem solving. That has to do with this podcast as well. And there's going to be more about that. I think about that kind of stuff a lot. So this is kind of one of those podcasts. Some of them I do are really like woo-woo, like about aliens and stuff like that and, and the fourth dimension and kind of science fiction-y things. And some of them are a mixture of those things with the practical. This is like a mixture of studies of the brain and studies of the subconscious with practical thinking. That's what this one is. And everything that we engage engages us very deeply, even when we're unaware of it. That's why it's not only important for us to be careful of what we view, but it's also important for us to be careful of what we project. We, in a sense, create with our projections. We have something in our mind based on our projections. 
we could think of Plato's cave wall in a sense. Like if you see something on television about some people, you hear some propaganda about some people from some particular group or some particular race or something. And then when you go outside in the street and you see somebody from that group walking down the street, you might not see a person. You might be see a story that you heard on the radio or in a podcast or on television. And we have to be careful not to do that. We have to be careful to see people, to not see stories that have been told to us by somebody else. When we do that, when we have that kind of prejudicial thinking, we also project that attitude. People are sensitive to the attitudes of other people. When you walk into a room and it's people are sitting down and it's quiet and you swing the door open and you walk in, you can feel the eyes on you. That's normal. That's a normal thing about human beings. You have that sense. You can tell when somebody's staring at you. You can tell when something's just not right and then you figure out what the thing is that's just not right. You have these senses. Well, people project those things onto each other sometimes based on something that might not even be real. And we get that information from the things that we watch and the things that we hear. And the people on the other end of the plug of the television, they know that. They know that. And so you want to do the best you can, I hope, to free your mind of that and to, and to remember that you see people and that's your country. That's the place where you live. Those are the people who share a country with you. So we kind of create with our projections in a sense. We create with our projections because what we project affects people just as what is projected onto us affects us. All right. You don't like it when somebody projects onto you. This is how that kind of works. It explains how that works. And then the resulting actions that you might take, you might react against a projection that somebody is putting on you. They're going to do the same thing. So we need to be very careful and remember that we're conscious human beings and that life is not a television news cable show. It's not. It's not. The cable news show that you see on TV is not what's going on outside your window. It's not. Those are people out there with families and people who love them. Okay? And they, the people who work in that industry, many of them, they understand this principle and they use it for dishonest reasons. So we want to take control of our juicy king in our cranium. We want to take control of that. We, don't, we want to take that control away from them. They see their understandings of these principles as an opportunity to take advantage of or to control those who are not as deeply aware of it. Uh, it makes people jump through hoops or they want to shroud the universal laws and knowledge in some kind of a phony mystery and some kind of destructive politics in order to make a profit and command people to do what they want. Isn't that interesting? Rather than having the desire to help other people and to become liberated from that. Instead of doing that, they want to take advantage of it. That's not nice. That's not nice at all. So what you want to do is you always want to expect knowledge to come. That is something that I talked a little bit about in that second episode about subconscious problem solving. 
you want to remind yourself to recognize solutions to problems when they come. So you want to remind yourself that everything you saw on television isn't real. Some of the underlying photos that you saw, some of the underlying video that you saw might be real, but the narrative might not be real. The narrative, there's probably an agenda behind the narrative. Okay, we act on instincts and the people on the other end of the plug of your television understand that. They understand that you act on instincts. Most people don't act on ideals. Most people don't act on hopes. They act on instincts. It's there and you're connected to that. Like you are. This is how your mind works. This is how your brain works and this is how your subconscious works. The deeper that the understanding is regarding this, the less deception you'll suffer from those who see you as an opportunity rather than as a valuable person who's worthy of honesty and worthy of knowing the truth. You're just going to have to go out and you're going to have to find out what's going on. We'll talk a little bit about that too. You do not need permission from anybody to go get information. You don't need permission from anybody to get the knowledge when it arises from your subconscious mind after it's been processing data that you're not aware of. You don't need permission to go out and research and find things out. Anybody who tells you that you are doing the wrong thing by going out and trying to find out what's going on, that's outlandish. That's outlandish. It's preposterous. You don't need permission. Absorption of knowledge is a principle. There's no cost to it. In fact, it's happening at all times. So when you're engaged with your TV screen, it's also engaging you. So you need to kind of put a wall up in between your eyes and the TV screen if you're still going to watch those news shows. You know, the people on those news shows, those cable news shows, they act like millions and millions of people are watching them. They're not. People are turning those shows off and they're looking for new information all the time. And there's great places to go. This podcast is partly distributed on Substack. I distribute it in a couple of different ways and it's partly done on Substack. And Substack is wonderful. You get everything there. If you put a subject in that you want to learn about any subject, whether it's controversial or not, you'll get results that come from every place in the spectrum of ideas from the Republicans and the Democrats, you know, who are so close together, their hands are rubbed so close together that they're praying to the same God. And then you get everything like, you know, the populist left and the communist left and you get the libertarian conservatives and you get the authoritarian conservatives and you get everything in between. You know, you get all of these different points of view and you should go and see how all of these different people address these issues. You'll notice that they're all basing their ideas on a similar or the same set of facts, but they're interpreting them differently. So this is a great way to kind of figure out what you want to know about something rather than just sitting there and 
watching television. I mean, it's old fashioned. It's reading. Although Substack is doing a lot more with video now, there's still an awful lot of reading and you should be reading everything you can because you're going to get different nuances on the different issues that you're going to get. And then you're going to see the commonalities. You're going to see the commonalities. There was another podcast I did. It's called We Agree Enough. And it's about achieving the consent of the governed. We agree on so much more than we disagree about. And we're going to talk about that too in a future podcast. We're going to talk about how, how it's more important to know what you don't want than it is to know what you do want. And that's a really important principle to understand in negotiating. But what we're focusing on today is this whole thing about how what you engage with your eyes, it also engages you. It's a two-way thing. It's not just a one-way thing. It's not just you absorbing information. It's you having information projected onto you, even if it's just happening in the background. So it's always good to balance out your input of information. It's always good to remember that when you see somebody walking down the street, that's not a narrative. That's not just some story that you saw on television. That's a person with a family. And it's not fair to project a presumption onto them. Nobody likes that. It's not a wise way to go about life, okay? So I want to thank you for listening today. What's going to happen right now is I'm just going to put a really quick little ad in at this mark. Okay, so thanks for sticking around. Here is my question for you. Are we always aware of the motives that people have who give us information? And if we're not aware of the motives, don't we owe it to ourselves to get our information from more than one place so that we can piece the facts together. I hope you'll put your comments in any of the ways to comment on my videos or uh, in my articles. I'd really appreciate that if you wouldn't mind me just giving you a little plug of some places where you can find me online right now. That's what I want to do. So I just want to tell you that you can find me at Substack at Commercial Herschel. You can find me at buymeacoffee.com forward slash smellcast. You can send me an email if you would like at commercialherschel at proton.me. And then you can also find me at BitShoot. It shoot like a coal shoot, not like a gun being shot, but like a coal shoot. So B-I-T and then the word shoot after it. C-H-U-T-E. You can find me at HowTube. HowTube at Commercial Herschel. And you can find me at Rumble at Rumble Early Risers. Okay, and it's called Rumble Early Risers. Smell the inside of your nose. Do it right now. And so now what happens is the send-off. I do the send-off every day. I'm, it's kind of long, but I like it. I I wasn't gonna I was gonna record it and just do it and do a recording of it like the beginning. And now I'm starting to just I just I'm using a canned beginning. But I like I get so fired up by this that I like to do a, a unique one every day. And this is the send off. This place where we live is not a joke. When I gaze at the stars at night, 
When I look out over the hills during the day, I'm consistently reminded that we live on a planet in space, wailing through the galaxy like a screaming rock. We're on such a small planet in such a tiny galaxy that no matter where we are in our galactic cycle, the universe of stars seem immovable. That's incredible. We're a moment, an instant in an infinite universe. We're an infinite in an instant universe because every event that has ever happened here and that will ever happen here happened simultaneously in the snap of a finger. The instances of existence are so close in proximity that the whole thing is a singular material event. It's essentially over already. It's hard to believe that we even get to experience it. I hope we can do it again tomorrow. There are people who would say that makes us insignificant, and I just strongly, very strongly disagree. The fact that we are so improbable is the very thing that makes us momentous or conscious beings who can observe ourselves. We're consciousness observing itself. You're each a refraction of light from a single source. You are the individual and the whole. Simultaneously, you're a masterful, mysterious, distinctive, and anomalous paradox. I'd say that's rather significant. In the context of the time that our galaxy is here and the infinitesimal millifraction of time that we each have within that context, the reality of your consciousness and your power to observe and to manipulate matter and to use space, the essence of your energy in your planning and time usage in this three-dimensional plane, the influence of your refraction is immeasurably exponential in the cosmic expanse. It is because it expands as far as you're able to observe into the infinite universe because your observation affects it. That is superposition. You affect it. You are rare. You're not only a body, you have radiance. You radiate. Your eyes can't see the frequency, but there's light. You're a luminescent jewel. You are a jewel. You can shine on yourself from within yourself. You are significant beyond the perception of anyone else. You shine on yourself while you shine on others. And what an honor that you shine on me. Now, smell the inside of your nose. Do it right now.